0: Live from Sydney, this is General Ike, Building Jerusalem. Our guest today is Nabil Khan Khan is a YouTube vlogger and a traveler it's a pleasure to have you on the show Khan
1: thank you Ishaq. it's a pleasure to be with you and thank you for being on the camera with me as well for my vlog. <laughs> it's a pleasure
0: <laughs> so I want to start by asking about that word traveler did you know when you were a child, that you wanted to travel?
1: For me, I guess, if you really want to know the answer that what I call traveling is, it's not just me who's traveling or being a child who knows that, okay, I'm going to travel around the world. I'm not just talking about traveling around the countries or the cities or this world. But I'm a traveler. My soul is a traveler because... It's not just this life that I'm living in. There, there's a lot more than this. It's just not this, that this world, this physical appearance you have. So 60, 70, 80 years you live here and then you just go. So it's not, this cannot make myself die if I'm dead here.
0: So, so there's a there's a spiritual traveling that's the natural. Yeah,
1: component. and everyone is a traveler, basically. If you really know your own self, if you talk to your own self, if you know your own self. For me, everyone is a traveler, and traveling towards the same path.
0: Okay, so what what did that look like for you when you were when you were growing up? You, when when you were a child, did you like to move around either spiritually or physically a lot?
1: Yeah. So from from my life around was like it was itself it was it had a lot of traveling because my family was traveling in within the city cities in Pakistan. Sure. My father was working in a bank, so he used to travel to different cities so we used to travel with him and then we went to my um father's uh, native city. We stayed there for a few years and then after that, I left my college and went to university so I traveled. From a small city to a big city in Pakistan, Lahore, it was a university. So after that, I, I never went back. That's, that's how I'm just traveling. When I was in university, I used to travel around Pakistan because I love traveling. I love mountains. I love to be there alone at night, in the middle of stars, at the mightiest mountain. Pakistan is the That's second largest, second biggest mountain of the world. Nanga Parbat K2 So yeah, I've been traveling there and then I never I didn't know that I'm going to travel I had this intent like in my back in my mind that I would travel Mm -hmm. I knew it somewhere but I didn't know that when it's going to happen I was not planning I didn't foresee it that I'm going to come here in Australia within after my university and everything but it worked out by time and whatever was happening I was just into it and I end up coming here, and I know that I'm not going to stay here. I want to travel around the world. And the only reason I'm going to stay here for a longer time is that because I want that base Because to travel around the world. Like if I want to go to Israel, they won't let me go on Pakistani passport. So if I, if I stay somewhere else, if I have some other nationality or something like that, I can go anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. So basically these, I really don't want uh, to just get stopped. I don't like this concept of borders or anything because it's just a materialistic concept. Mm-hmm. It's materialism. If, if really when this humans and this nature and every resources, it's, it's for everyone. You're not supposed to get hold on anything, possession and everything. It's just a concept being by human beings. Right. So what human race is living at the moment, is it's, it's all materialism. Money and chip and all these codings and borders and people dying for it and killing each other. It's, it's all They're not even real concepts. So the, the time we are living in, the, the realities we are living in, they're not even real. They don't even really exist. But we live our whole life on it. We die for it. So that's the basic problem, you can't, if you want to fit in this society, you would have to show this face of yours or get related to something or whatever. But if you really know your own self, that's how you become free. Religion, this, if we talk about religion, it, everyone thinks that, I sometimes I talk to my friends and tell them that when we talk about religion, we think that, oh, it's, it's some old school thing. It, it doesn't have anything to do at this time. This practical age is... You can't put the those concepts in this practical age. That's what people think at the moment. But everything is... It's basically there to make you free. You become free when you know your own self. If you know your own self, that's what Allah says. That if you know your own self, you know me. Know yourself and you would know me.
0: This The issue of uh, religion as like new systems as old systems must have been something that you dealt with as a as a kid in Pakistan as well was that something that played a big part of your life growing up?
1: Like religion because Pakistan is a
0: really um, Islamic
1: country Mm. and religion is because being in for example if you would live in Israel you would have that impact of uh, Judaism in your house as well because everyone you would be celebrating same things you will be Doing mm. all those those rituals and everything. So yeah, of course, because um but if you talk about really deep into like uh doing hivs and everyone, I haven't done hifs. Like I HIFs? Hivs are like when you know Quran when you memorize it. Like to become a Hafiz? Hafiz. Mm. So Hafiz does Hifs. That's how it becomes Hafiz. So I haven't done Hifs. There are some really religious Families in Pakistan that hold their family would be half is, half really? in yeah, so if you ask me that no, I was not that into it. But yeah, of course I my family belongs to Sunni Hanfiya. Uh, if you go in, in the categories, my family follows Abu Hanifa Imam Abu Hanifa. So there are different categories in Islam as well. Mm-hmm. That what kind of school of thought you're following? Like you asked me yesterday, are you Shia? So. Mm-hmm. There are two main concepts, Shia and Sunni. So within them there are subdivisions as well. So right. it goes same for every other uh, religion as well. I got, I got I
0: got like Islam at like that level of resolution. Like I get the the sort of Sunni Shia divide a bit and then like within within Sunni Islam, like the the subcategories, yeah, I don't I don't really I mean I know they're there. Yeah. But I don't really know them by name. So yeah, because it's, yeah religion,
1: because it's there within every religion. That's what happened with every religion. Mm. It it got subdivided into different pieces, small pieces, and they get those pieces and fight with each other. They know this is the truth. You have the truth as well, bro. Take it easy. But just look at the whole truth. You all have a part of it. So you need to have that.
0: Did you feel when when you um the the sort of religious makeup of Pakistan, is it like one one in fifty people would be Hindu, like one in fifty would be Christian. And one and like the. In rest Pakistan. Muslim. Yeah, did you feel like when was there a, that that attitude you're talking about, it, like feeling like everyone has a peace? Did you, was that was that prevalent? Is that prevalent in Pakistan today? In your experience.
1: Okay, so there are two sides of everything. Every, everything has a two perspective, two pages. If you look in this angle or this angle. So, what you're talking about, you have seen it on media and Wikipedia, and they have tell, told you the facts and everything. But
0: no, all I know is the is the is the percentages like my yeah yeah, are just percentage, not extensive, yeah yeah.
1: So those percentages are not really accurate. To be, if you if you live there, if you be there, you know that what's what's basically happening there, and what's wrong with if. If there is something wrong in, in, in a country, that doesn't mean that uh, there is everything wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wherever there is suppression, that means that, that there is something important there. So if you really understand, if I give you example of Iraq, Iran, in my perspective, I'm not really talking about it. It's, it's, you're asking me, so it's just my perspective. Few places, like for example, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Iran, Iraq, Karbala. These places have been have been they were really um, historic places and every time of the history there has been something happening there.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm? Yeah. And wherever there is suppression, um, the the diamond of that time or that society comes from 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 that dirt or something.
0: You think the suppression creates you the moral giants of the time?
1: Yeah, makes the whole society to go in 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 in, in a very. I just look at the positive side of the image. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you if you want to talk to me about a negative point of view, I won't ever say it because I don't believe in negativity. There is no negativity. Okay, so okay. so there is a positive side of everything. Fine. So the positive side of Pakistan, I love it. I have never seen. I don't think that the positive side that Pakistan has, there would be any other country that would have it.
0: What's, what are the positives like in Pakistan?
1: Okay. The positive side is that what I have observed here in, in, in different societies, I've been traveling. I, I, I really want to know people and everything. So I've been in different nationalities here as well as you can meet different, uh, every kind of people in Sydney because it's a multicultural hub. So mm-hmm. I've been with everyone. Okay. So, so the, if I just talk about normal things like family system, families traditions culture music art that spiritual connection spirituality and and if you talk about the geographic nature of it if you talk about the, the vibe the, the vibe you get from that that soil everyone would have that vibe from this their soil but but the point is that um, that family system and the, those traditions and that rich culture and that purity in that nation and um, that country still have at this point of time. Maybe it's because of late arrival of technology as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because technology took over, it, it started from West. And when technology took over, most of the moral values and all these traditions and culture and family system, it started vanishing away.
0: This is. I mean, is this a, a Pakistani phenomenon or a universal it's phenomenon?
1: It's a universal phenomenon. Yeah. Okay. But it arrived in Pakistan a bit later than these societies. Okay. Okay. It arrived in, like, when, we, when I saw the computer, you guys would be, like, playing with it years before. But I saw it, like, when it came really into Pakistan, like, right away. I saw it, and I was like, oh, cool. And, but, so, the point is that in, those, in these technological times, Pakistan got a bit late in it. But because of suppression and everything, there, there are a lot of problems in Pakistan, of course. Sure. But times are changing. Times are changing. Bob didn't say that. Bob does not really say that just for one nation or just for the people. He right. says it
0: for everyone. So
1: what what do those world. changes look like for you?
0: If they go really well, what do they
1: look like? It is going to be really good. I know uh, it. Inshallah. Because, Allah, right? Yeah, Inshallah. So... It's it's changing. There are lots, a lot, a lot of changing that's been happening in Pakistan. Like it's, it's really fast.
0: Could you give me some examples of things that are going well?
1: For example, uh, there was a lot of corruption in Pakistan before. Mm -hmm. Like all all of the governments, they they don't really complete their tenure. The only government that completed their tenure was the last government from PPP, and they just completed five years before. Uh, Every parliament. uh they use sometimes army would take over like yeah most of the time just yeah just once in a while so yeah so the democratic system it got fucked like it was not really really good Mm -hmm. so but by time this is this is a time when democracy is is getting better and those corrupt people they're getting charged for it okay some of like prime minister Nawaz sharif I didn't really want to get into this topic because Pakistani people Pakistani people are crazy for oh. politics. They want to listen to it. Oh, and yeah. yeah, the only entertainment they have these like, these time is let's like Let's talk about the politics. Yeah, well, we don't have to talk about the politics. Yeah, I don't want yeah. Let's, so. let's
0: flip into the into the spiritual side of things. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in a bunch of stuff about the way Islam manifests in different ways, in different places. Like the same thing. So I think like something I I I saw from my grandmother was like this sort of this sense living she lived in India back when the whole thing was uh, mm. uh, one country one country together yeah. and um, I saw that there's this 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 attitude of like profound like live and let live that's in like this that that subcontinental psyche. I, and I, I, it seems like there are large Muslim populations in India itself and in Pakistan. And like the, the question of like the, I, I feel like if a Muslim can live with a Hindu, then a Muslim can live with anyone. Mm. You know, it's like, it's a sort of like, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know? and, but it works, you know, there, there, there's that living together. What is that? Like, do you, do you feel that, uh, that it works differently? Like when you meet Muslims from other countries? That, like is it is the way that you would see things different to the way they would see things?
1: See, um <laughs> if a Muslim can live with Hindu and if, if a Muslim can sit with a Jew, mm. it's a very big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal in Pakistan as well. I know that most of the people would most of the people in Pakistan would say that how how why he's sitting with Jew and all that they would talk about me as well because it is a big deal for them. Okay. Okay. But the point is, why would, would you sit with anyone? Why won't you just... Because the point is, I, all of us are human beings. Right. And you need to look into each and everyone's perspective. You need to listen to it and mm-hmm. give a thought to it. You're a human being. You you, Everyone gave you mind. So you, you can't just accept whatever has been told to you you need to think about it yourself as well so you sure. need to have that journey you need to have that belief in it because if you know it yourself then you have that belief because you really know it and then that belief is all that matters that's what it has and it keeps on growing by time
0: like your the point is that question what it, you're it asking it has a presupposition that yeah. there should be a problem when yeah. there really shouldn't be
1: the, problem, the the point is that the question you're asking they are they have the perspective of of a normal human being who's living in Pakistan i don't want to give that perspective to you i would give my perspective to to okay to, what's to, your to the, perspective? To the, to the question
0: that, that's a good answer yeah. what's your perspective to the question
1: so my perspective is that it it this question doesn't really um make any sense to me because it shouldn't be, um, if you t- say that any Muslim can sit with any Jew and or, or Hindu, of course they can live together. Mm-hmm. Of course they have been living together as well. There, there are families, They have been families who who used to live together and they used to love each other. Like my uh, great grandfather, they used to live in Pakistan side, but there were a few Hindus who used to live with them. And on, on the Muharram, when Shia people celebrate, like, um, um, mourn for Imam Hussein, everyone used to mourn with them, like, because these events are for everyone. Every personality is for everyone. So whoever is on the right path, whoever said anything, they are basically interrelated, connected. So if you really know the reality of something, of course you would respect them, of course you can sit with them. Of course you can know and you can try that if someone knows better than you, you can, of course you can get a lot of a lot of positivity from them. Or you can give some of the positivity into into the universe. So there is no point of uh, not sitting with anyone or uh, because that's 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 the basic problem with people that it's really hard for them to listen to some concept that's actually uh, denying what they believe
0: it 's like a what, what some sort of psychic threat
1: yeah and that's that's that happens uh, um, it, it it creates by time, like being a child and you have been planted a lot of things in your mind by time through the society or or through the kind of concepts of religion that you have been uh, you have been told by time.
0: Yeah. So, how does someone separate the wheat from the chaff in situations like that? How does one How does one move towards a, a truer form of religion? So they should
1: have their own. Everyone here, they should have their own journey. They should. They should think about it. That's what I'm saying. Most of the nations, most of most of the religion, what they do, they they don't let you think. If you think a, a bit. Out of something, if you ask some weird questions about religion or the concept of God or anything, uh, they would terrify you. They would say that, "No, you shouldn't talk about this, and you would go to hell for it mm-hmm. so so it it basically of course it had it has an impact on on the kid of of a mind of a kid that how, how would they think freely? most of the problems with we don't we don't even think freely we have locks even on our thinking we have filters on our thinking sure when we think we have a lot of filters we 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 think through those filters and then our judgment is of course through those filters not free you need to break those filters first and then you need to clean it then you would see what's where the light is or where the path is.
0: What's the process of cleaning? So when you say people need to go on their own adventure, is that because for you, the process of cleaning those, those, what the lenses of perception is a different thing for different people.
1: Everyone has their own journey. Everyone would deal with their own story, their own life, their own kind of perspective. Everyone, for me. The concept of everything changes with everyone. Everyone is, Ali says uh, that everyone is a universe inside. Everyone has a universe. If If you just go into your own self, you'll find a new universe inside you. And that's how it is. Because you belong to that infinity or whatever it is. Whatever you name it. God, Allah. So, Bhagwan. That, that concept that, that thinking is infin- infinite as well this universe is infinite as well so if you are here, whatever you really belong to, that's infinite as well so there's this universe inside so everyone has their own path if, if I get back to the, and the answer <laughs> <laughs> so if you go in you would find your own universe to it and you would have find your own path to it so there is not really a criteria that i tell you that okay go there are a few criteria if someone wants to know criteria they should go um there are a lot of ulamas and a lot of scholars and different uh, in from every religion or I re- there are a lot of other spiritualists as well who tell you paths that okay you should follow this uh do the like um yoga and some asans, there are a few prayers that you can do and you can get deeper into it. And know uh like um Buddhist they have this spiritual connection with the universe as well. Mm-hmm. So they can tell you the the steps out of step. I don't know those steps. I I'm just on my own journey. Fair. Yeah. And I know that everyone whoever goes to their really into their journey they will they will get somewhere.
0: <laughs> May it be for a blessing for you man
1: <laughs> From me too brother Can I ask you a few questions Are you done with your
0: questions I I mean I'm not done I have more questions But yeah you can ask me some questions too <laughs> Okay
1: I'll, I'll just yeah Like I really want to ask you about your in- introduction That what who you really are Your family background And and what do you really believe in
0: Whoa
1: Yeah uh, Like this is a very direct question
0: Very direct question <laughs> But I know you're a direct guy. I am a direct guy. So
1: I just ask you directly?
0: <laughs> um, all right, I'll tell you. Uh, so, what would, can you, those are those a are bunch okay, of questions. I will, can you do it a bit slower?
1: Slower. Can, please tell me about your family background and uh, the concept of religion that your family has. Hmm. Okay. And then I'll ask you about you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the concept my family background my dad's side of the family is from Romania. Um the, and my mom's side of the family is from the old British Raj in India and Burma. Mm,
1: okay. Cool.
0: And um, all of them all of them are what orthodox Jews. Okay. So there uh what I grew up with are these this is the Talmud, but the Babylonian Talmud. Okay. It's um, when we talk about like the about study mm-hmm. as a virtue, we we mean in a, in a sort of central sense these books. It's like you have the Bible, which is the and the, what are the, the writing. Book, these books? Hmm? Writing. These are, are the? books of these are elaborate books of law. It's um, collections of sort of, um, okay. So the, the way it works is there's a. There's the main books of prophets, like the the five books of Moses, and then, then um, the the prophets and the writings,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then after, like you know, the Book of Esther and and the Book of Samuel and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then after all that, then there's a um, process of uh, legal discussion. There's also, along with that, we have an oral tradition that the what by doctrine came uh, at the same time uh, on Sinai, Moses got a written law and an oral law. And oral law was just told, told over father mm. to son, or you know teacher to student, and then there was uh, several hundred years of uh, legal discussion, legal and legal and spiritual discussion between. between different rabbis about the like the the oral law. Which what did, what does it all mean? Like okay. what are the precise delineations of the law? Okay. And interspersed among all those like legal discussions, are just stories.
1: So were they basically extracted from the book?
0: Oh, okay. So this is this is this is one of those big I- like those issues of what would you say yeah. academic and doctrinal mm. uh, dispute. And so- mm. Let's say. Um, it seems the doctrinal take here is that the the Mishnah, the, the the oral law itself, like, consists of a whole bunch of stuff that everyone is repeating generation after generation. Okay. And And then like that's that's all that all gets like commented upon at great length further down the line for about like what is it? 150 B.C. to about 500 From family to family. From, uh, yeah, but also, like, I think, from teacher to student. It's not just a, you know... That something. was oral law coming down. That's the oral law. They just memorized it. Okay. And then at a certain point it was written down, I think, by Rabbi Huda and Nasi. I hope I get, I'm getting that right. Uh, I think because the Roman oppressions were...
1: So they say the oral law is basically what Moses said correct that's oral law and there's another one
0: the written law the written so law. that's that's what we know as as uh, the tanakh the bible the writings yeah. the prophets
1: okay so so there are two kind of beliefs is mm. it is it that way or no. you believe in both of them or no
0: it's 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 like one belief the belief is like the what the law of the law of moses mm. And then there's this understanding of, of that as, as uh, coming through like the, the grand poetic tales of the Bible mm-hmm. and this extraordinary like rigorous legalism for great, you know, great lengths of legalism.
1: Okay, so what do you think that um, is there any difference between both of these um, concepts? Like for example, the oral law, as has been said by Moses, mm-hmm. so is there any difference between the written law or the oral law? Do they have any contradiction within them, or?
0: Well, the, the issue of contradiction is always a tricky one. There there are certainly a lot of things that seem to say different things, but mm-hmm. part of the what would you say the spiritual game in some senses. Is how do those things all square within one coherent system? Mm. Um, I think like they they have different sorts of um, form that I could show you if you'd like. Mm. Like the the written laws mainly, the prophetic tales, and then the, the oral law is just like I uh, just so these
1: books are basically written through the oral law.
0: Yeah, these are so the oral law eventually was written down. That's the confusing. Okay. Part.
1: It was written down, and these books have the oral law in it. Yeah, and does they have the uh, written law
0: as well? No, but we have that here somewhere too. Okay, that's the other book. These are the, these are the written. This is the written law. Okay,
1: and how many books are are these? Like that
0: completes that law. Uh, it's the five books of Moses and the prophets and the writings. So like wow, I really should know this. Like maybe eighteen altogether. Okay. Don't quote me. Something around
1: there. Yeah, okay. Just for an idea. So, um, does that answer your question? Okay, the question basically was you were telling me about your family and then I had to ask your perspective. So now I'll ask you directly. So, is there any contradiction in your mind between these books? Like, is there any contradiction? What do you think that these books um, belong to you? Is there any contradiction or you, if you read both of these books, are they same? They have same kind of if There's connection? an
0: elegant wholeness to them. Let's say that mm. there's a, there's a sense of, um, there's a sense of constant internal reference within them. Mm. Like the, the way that a word is used in one place is sort of part of the, the character package of that word every other time it's used in some sense. Hmm. Um, do I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if that answers your question.
1: Okay, but okay, I'll tell you what. Why, I, why I'm asking this question. Sure. With the reference, I would ask you a question after telling my thing. What do you think about it? Okay. If I just relate the same thing with Islam, so it's Quran mm-hmm. and it's Hadith, hadith what Muhammad sallallahu Have said about it. So these, these are the two things that muslims follow okay. yeah so so for for, for if, if i'm getting it right this concept that there is there there is a right mm-hmm. um what do you call it, book the written law the written law so the written law for us is quran yeah okay and that's written law
0: in your concept and what moses said is is the oral law so that's that's i think a difference here mm-hmm. i i think the um the, my understanding is that the way that the Quran is like dictated directly via via, via the angel Gabriel from God, I believe. Mm. Like yeah. that's, you know, every word of it is, is doctrinally straight from God. Mm. And a lot of the hadith, as I understand it, is about um, the sayings and life of the Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu yeah. wa wa as a person, like what else can we learn from that? Mm. Like that's, that's the exercise there. Mm. But I don't know that that's mirrored here precisely because the way uh i think jewish doctrine has the um, oral law is that the the written law is like god's god spoke it to moses and moses wrote it down Mm. and then he gave them in writing like that's the torah Mm. that's the thing that you write write down and pass on Mm. read from at the same time god also told moses the oral law Mm. and then what would happen is Moses would go and like teach it to his brother Aaron and his sons, like the high priest yeah. and his sons. And then they'd go and teach it to the, I think the elders. Yeah. And then that, that would, but then like they'd have, they have this whole ritual where they yeah. keep teaching to mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And then that was passed down.
1: Yeah. So that's, um, that's the basic contradiction that's been happening in, 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 in the conceptual part of both of these religions, according to me, for me, it's like, um uh, Because what's a normal um, concept comes and it's like, because both of, all of the other books, that's what Allah says in Quran as well. Mm -hmm. That um, Quran is basically there to gawahi dene ke liye. It's an Urdu word, it's gawahi. And I don't know the proper English word for it. (laughs) It's like gawahi. Yeah, gawahi is like, um, that I would, if someone asked to me, Tomorrow, a police police comes and ask me that where was Haik like, last night. Yeah. So I would give Gawahi that, yeah, he was with me.
0: Testimony.
1: Okay. Sure. I don't know the Gawahi. Like, for example, some of the people go in courts and give to, for, that, no, he like was with me. Like what a witness says. Witness. Yeah. Witness. Bear witness. Yeah. So Quran says that Quran, Quran is, Allah says in Quran, the Quran is basically the witness of all the other books but they have been the concepts have been changed in Bani Israel if you mm-hmm. if you read that surah uh, it's basically for for this nation mm-hmm. so and and this nation Bani Israel was really really close uh, like uh, it's in, in Quran there are a lot of references to them And they were really privileged uh, people as well of, the, of that time um, it says that um, it's a witness to all the books and because they have been the concepts have been changed mm-hmm. it's not the same what it really was yeah I. it
0: really was I don't know that I, I haven't read those like the that Sura at mm-hmm. length my understanding is that there is a, there is that the idea that that the jewish texts were corrupted is present i don't know like how how explicit that is Mm. but i also know that like i i think and this is something that that was sort of conceptually for me Mm. yeah i think a lot of like i i as a jew like islam was the what would you say the toughest religion for me to approach in some Mm. sense yeah but something that really, I, I sort of, there's, there's this sort of um, figure of ground inversion that took place when I realized that the, the actual, what would you say, the depiction of Jews in, in the Quran directly is like overwhelmingly positive mm-hmm. with this undercurrent of, and you really ought to be living up to that and you're really not, which is like exactly what all the Jewish prophets always say in yeah. every single book. Mm-hmm. Like that's... That's the yeah. what was it? like yeah. that, There's not that's that, that's not hostile. Yeah. That's um, I would say demanding maybe. Mm. That's all, and I I, I just thought like, yeah, well, yeah. I, could could you pass me the Quran, there? Mm-hmm. There's actually this um, this particular verse that I'm very fond of in uh, Al-Baqarah. So this is the second chapter of the Quran, and this is this is the verse. This is according to the. Sahih International Translation. I have no idea if it's a good one. Yeah,
1: so everybody has their own interpretation to it. But, of course, because it is Quran, it would have the same effect on you.
0: Well, forgive me for the English. Yeah, no, come on. O children of Israel, remember my favor, which I have bestowed upon you, and fulfill my covenant, that I will fulfill your covenant, and be afraid of me. In square brackets, they have only in front of me be afraid of only me. Yeah, that that's almost almost word identical to like the the message that, that comes through in all the Jewish texts. And so w- once you have that sort of context so- sorted, for me at least it was, it, it became a lot easier to deal with like a lot of the other things. Like, you know, the 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 story of the Sabbath desecrators who get transformed into apes and pigs, which is like the it makes it makes Jews crazy. Like, I mean, myself included, it's like, how dare you? But it's like, it's speaking about a punishment to a particular people at a particular time, which again, the Bible's full of. It's like Korah and his followers, they fall into a hole in the ground. It's like, oh, how could you say that? What, you mm-hmm. think Jews should fall into holes in the ground? It's like, no, it's mm-hmm. a context-specific thing. Mm-hmm. And then I then it seemed like a lot of stuff in the Quran was like that. And a lot of, so to, to come around to the original thing, which is the idea that, um, that the texts were corrupted. Mm-hmm. I think there's. It's it's Jewish doctrine that a lot of the texts were corrupted. Like there's a. I'm I'm actually reading now. I'm studying now in. Um, in a Masechet like Sanhedrin, which is one of the tractates in the in this in the in the Babylonian Talmud. Mm-hmm. There's this discussion between different um, sects of Jews, uh, who have different and um, what do you say. Transcriptions of mm. the holy writings, mm. and they're like they're uh, they're arguing with each other about who has the correct set. Mm. Um, in the, in the end, I think like all of the other ones lost both like uh, what would you say intellectually and morally and um, uh, what would you say historically, mm. and. I, I, it seems to me like that, that if you're if, if the verses in that in that uh, in there in the Quran that that talk about Jewish corruption of the text, if it's referring to those people, then it's like it's entirely concordant with the what would you say the Talmudic perspective on things. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. If you're trying to make the case that all Jewish texts are, texts are corrupted, it's a much tougher case to make, I think. No,
1: no, all Jewish, is, it's not like the all, all is. Of course, you can't just change all of it because that's the word of that light or Allah mm. or whatever you name it again. But because it, it would still have that impact, of course, on you. There, there's a lot of positive impact on you. It doesn't mean that if you belong to some other uh, concept, because light is the same as Rumi say, uh, Mulan Rumi mm-hmm. he says that the Sufi poet yeah so whatever that uh, there, there are different lamps but the light is the same
0: right so for me I, I think following that metaphor it's it, for me it's um, it's like the it's like the old Supreme Court ruling. Really. I know it when I see it I feel that that way very strongly about um, uh, what would you say Religious faiths. I feel like I can. You can look. You can look at a religion. You can look at how its adherents so are conducting themselves. and You can see they're either like they either got the light, they carry a light, or they're not. Of
1: course, when yeah, if, when I really looked into different religions, all these concepts like um, uh, what I really think about this concept of religion that's had been. This whole story is basically the story of the evolution of human human race. Mm-hmm. This world. This globe is basically just a story of human race that's been created by Allah or God. So Bhagwan. So it's, it's basically evolution. So whatever concept that has been given that have been evoluted by time as well. The story of the 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 concept of God, you can't just tell them, you can't tell um a student who is studying in a nursery or kindergarten you can't tell them um give them a book of masters or a phd right they they won't understand it so you would have to make their mind tell them about it they would do masters and then they would go to phd mm-hmm. so they would have that mindset to understand what's in phd so that's what have, has been happening with uh human race as well there were different kind uh, concepts of god have been coming by time and uh, and and it, it 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 was basically running towards it was getting clear by time and whoever came at that society at that point of time in in, in any and those people have been coming in all of over the world mm-hmm. they were not just coming in one they came in every culture, every civilization, every society that's what they in, in Islam they say that they were 1,34,000 like 100,024 I don't know, I say 1,34,000 because 1,34,000 um, prophets
0: to all the different nations of the world
1: yeah, they were completely, they were 1,34,000 prophets, but we know about few of them we don't know names of everyone
0: so okay this is this is interesting mm. that because like that the the model i have it's of prophets bring different messages to different times but like more what would you say more fundamentally i think to different peoples mm. like there's 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 an idea that um the prophets are showing up with the message needed for those that, those people at that time but the idea that like the messages um, uh, change through time. Sorry, um, what would you say? That the, that the messages change over time, like
1: no, it's 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 the we, same. Basically, the point is all of the message whoever came any time they were pointing towards the same thing. Right. This is. It is the same thing
0: in the Quran. It's the the line is, if I recall correctly. Like we have made no distinction between the prophets,
1: yeah, they say that we we have made no distinctions between the prophet, but Muhammad Wasallam is the last prophet, yeah, so to believe in that that he is the last prophet, and um in in his Wasallam's last, uh, last last khutbah, the last um uh, address that he did. He said that there is uh, there is no preference on any black or white or any other person on anyone. The only preference that would be given to anyone would be according to their own taqwa, the uh, the relation with God, hmm. Allah. What's your relation with them? How 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 much fear do you have, or how much love do you have? So what's relation? What's the connection? That's taqwa. So how much how much is your belief? So the only preference would be given about that. Right. There is no white or anything. And then he said that I have today we have completed um, the religion or um, I don't know the English word to it because some of uh, Arabic is a very deep language. You know it. Yeah. And Urdu is a very deep language yeah. as well. So but the the concept of his saying is that today in Urdu it's like that we have we have Completed the tenure. So for me, Islam is basically, it's not just for me. Islam is basically the newest religion. Mm -hmm. The last religion that's had been came, the last holy religion. So if the way I look into it is like that concept has been prevailing by time. It's everyone is telling towards the same to same um, concept. Right. Hinduism for most of them it's 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 they have so many gods but i have met hindus who who believe in one god hmm. so basically that one god so and for me hinduism is a one god religion as well they have they have named characteristics of god or allah um, by 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 the names so they they name those characteristics yeah. but reality is the same this is the so,
0: advaita vedanta doctrine of shankara
1: is the mahabharat like the whole the, Gita, Bhagavad Gita, the philosophical way to understand these practical concepts. That that's basically the philosophical way to to tell you all these uh, concepts of what people have been living now the concepts of um, prophets and the attributions of and characteristics of God and everything.
0: Okay, can I can I ask just a direct question on that? Yeah, when when you talk about um, so there's a, there's this issue I think that's that's central, which is that um, there's there's an idea that like Islam, the word Islam, as I understand it, within the Muslim faith, means two different things. One of it, one meaning is like submission to God, in which like in which we say that any who sub- who are submitted to God are Muslim in that sense and that like Jews and Christians are, are recognized as Muslim as within the within the the broad category of the word. And the narrow narrow category of the word it's people who like specifically profess faith in and and what would you say, devotion to the message of the Nabi Muhammad. Is that is that a fair character characterization in your it's eyes or is that not correct
1: So this characterization is based it, for me what I have seen in different religion and what I have studied what I, what I've perceived it's there in every religion as well. they have these contradicting um, concepts and there is a true concept so whatever Muhammad Saallahlam is saying it, it's not other than the real. It's not different than Quran, right? So he's saying the same thing. He he had that connection with Allah. He's a prophet, and whatever he's saying, he he's basically the best example of 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 a human being that he he led his life according to it. That you can see it, you can see him, and you you know that okay, a human being can can uh, live this kind of positive positive life. He's just an example, but. The connection everyone has, it's it's not just his personality. That connection is with Allah. Mm. So whatever he's saying, it can't be different from Quran. So whatever he said, that's basically the explanation and practical implementation of Quran. Because if you in Quran it says that if you're just reading reading Quran and you're not practically implementing it, it won't have any effect on you. Because sure. it, because every deed is, it needs to be implemented. So and what I believe, Moses of course, he's a he's Al-, al Musa salam like <laughs> he's, by, he's 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 my guy as well. Al- you, b- al- yeah, we so whatever he has said that can't be wrong. But yeah. what really what he has said? Mm-hmm. What what he's what he has been uh, telling at that at that time to Bani Israel, like I I know that whatever he has been saying, it's it's a truth because for me it is the same thing what nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has been saying mm-hmm. okay but because nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the last prophet so he had that he had to complete that hujjat and he did it because of course he's muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's how it was supposed to happen and it, it happened
0: so do you do you, see, do you see other paths to god as what do you say, less effective since the advent of
1: Islam? Um, I don't think so. Everyone, for me, it's everyone has their own journey. But um, because uh, Islam, I have read all these other religions as well. I've been into them. I asked them questions. I've understood their concepts. Um, but if I really tell you what I really mean is that because Islam has the purest concept and clearest concept. Um, It has everything in it. It has what Jews believe. It has what... Because Islam talks about... Quran talks about Moses. Quran talks about Jesus. Quran talks about David. Talks about every nation. About Yusuf. About Joseph as well. Yusuf salam. So, Islam has every... Each and every little... uh, everything into it mm-hmm. so if you really understand it if you really get into it that means that um you know it yeah well so but for but um but everyone has their own journey of course light is the same if you really get into it definitely you'll 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 be on the right spot where you're supposed to be. And you'll get there. Of course you'll get there. Khan.
0: Yes, brother. Can I ask you one big question to close on? Yeah. What's your vision of a better world?
1: (laughs) If I give you my answer, for me, it's every second is so beautiful. This world is it's, it's already beautiful, so if you get it, the problem is we, all of us, are really into uh, the negative side of everything. We think in a negative manner as well. We, that's why there's a lot of negativity that's been prevailing everywhere. So if I, I would give you answer without any filters, okay? So when I broke my filters, it means there is no negativity prevailing anywhere around the world. So every religion came here for, for the betterment of this nation and this people, the human race. But they have been um, killing each other and not creating peace. And so there is a hope everyone says there is a hope and that hope is uh, will be there forever of course because hope is the only thing most of the people have but for me it's it's beautiful this moment is so beautiful so this universe is so beautiful that it 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 creates this magic and like uh, I met you and we are here talking about these kind of things about the about the truth of your life and the beliefs. I don't think that most of the people would even listen to it or have time about it or will be talking about it. The universe has given me this opportunity to talk about it, what you really want, what you really think. You can't really talk to it with everyone, of course. But if you think in a positive manner, this will work as you want it to be. But you need to be connected. If you're connected, there's there's no problem because everything is so beautiful we belong to such beautiful such great such i can't say it's done i'm done bro
0: (laughs) it was lovely to meet you brother thanks to parent walker and daniel kenny this is general ike building jerusalem